Maybe it's enough to be married with no kids. I mean, Brock always said that we would have kids in our lives, and you should have seen him with his niece today. God, they were... They were the perfect picture. The only thing missing was me. Oh, hell. Why didn't I kill you? <laughs> A Girlfriend's Podcast. Welcome back to a wonderful discussion of our favorite show, Girlfriends. I'm Nettie Smith. And I'm Etsy Rowe. Um, and today, the episode we are discussing is called Profit or Loss. Mm. Uh, writer Michael B. Kaplan, air date 1-12-2004. We made it to 2004. Oh my god we made it we made it to the cell phone flip phone era let's go let's go let's go that's when they came about flip phones that makes I mean, sense that's when they started getting real lit that's when it feels time. like it like if i were if i go back to my memories i feel like yeah that's when people started dropping their nokias and being like fuck it like yes without with that game that, that everybody used to snake. like snake yes how did that keep us occupied like green background fucking blocks as graphics how about that (laughs) but um yeah we're gonna talk about this episode and uh we were gonna talk about uh something that happened recently as you guys know we record these uh, like a few days in advance so i know when this comes out this would have (laughs) happened maybe a week or two ago but yeah no we're not going to talk about that thing that that evil situation that happened up in uh in dc no we're not we're going to talk about the versus, versus. <laughs> i only saw clips because you know versus has kind of gotten it's it's had its run it was mm-hmm. it had its peak during the the pandemic because we ain't have shit to do but now it's like niggas got shit to do. So I'm going to catch the highlights on, on YouTube and, and and everything else. And I would like to say, Omarion out here eating watermelons like his life depending on it. I said, uh, I <laughs> Yo, did he do that at Millennium Tour when we went? Do you remember that? I feel like I've seen that before. Watermelon, nah. He was doing some sexual shit, but I, I would have remembered the watermelon. Yeah, because they... So here, at Millennium Tour, he had his brother on stage yes. in a cage, in a cage with yes. a girl pretending to go down on her. Yes. Maybe that's what I'm getting mixed up. Very Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes. Yes. He, they were definitely channeling. Mm-hmm. That's what he did, um, which is weird. I mean, go get your own career. Stop tailing after your brother. Um, <laughs> speaking of bitches tailing after their uh, their sibling, what the fuck was Ray J doing? <laughs> if I'm and I see Brandy out there looking like a proud mama. She, she tried. <laughs> you ever see like parents knowing their kid ain't doing that well in the performance, but they still laugh. Oh. I know everybody. Well, I'm gonna pretend like this is the most I lit know shit that's ever. Right? Hey, <laughs> I'll tell you what. All the fucking TikToks that have come up where people are holding their ki- a fake kid, talking about to my baby's born to my baby. <laughs> I didn't know that was a lyric. I didn't know. I, I don't remember like that song like that. But I, I didn't I know that was a lyric. That. I used to love that song. That ain't the motherfucking lyric. And also, <laughs> um, wh- why these niggas can't sing? Uh, not taking care of their voice. Um, that's one thing. Uh, these verses, people. Well, Ray J, because <laughs> we we did hear Ray J uh, sounded. I didn't hear how Marion sounded, but Ray J sounded like he wouldn't take care of his voice. Oh, Marion was sounding crazy too. I know that Ray J. That one wish song. It's always seemed really high for yes. his voice. Yeah. If you listen to Wait a Minute, it's a good moderate tone. Like that's the key for him. You had a long day, yo. But the sham by the case loads, pocket full of pesos, it's on the night. Oh, wait a minute. He sounds mm-hmm. comfortable, but one wish sounds really squealy. That's why I never got into that song. All so. I remember was, wait a minute, ain't that Brandy's brother? 
<laughs> you know I'm gonna put it in. I'm gonna put it in because ah! that beat's fresh. Like shout out to Pharrell and the Neptunes because that beat. Ooh, they it's ate still that go shit up. to this day. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. I don't think he take care of his voice. Brandy, Brandy got on him after it on a uh, on IG. You saw that? Mm-hmm. Talking about mm-hmm. you ain't drank the tea I made for you, the special tea. Oh Brandy ain't a tea in the world that can save you from rehearsing, <laughs> child. Ain't a tea. <laughs> See, you know what? First off, Brandy, package the tea, sell it. That's yes. your brand, girl. Because a lot, of, a lot of these, a lot of these new boys need it. A lot of new boys, a lot of singers that just want some special tea from Brandy. Like Brandy, obviously doing something right. Yeah, yeah. Her voice is amazing, but the, I like that she offered that she said tea instead of them going. You know what? You should have just added a little auto tune to your mic. Mm. Should have put the auto tune effect on your mic so they could fix it. Like. What was going on with Giveon at the fucking BET Awards? At the BET Awards, I don't know. They said Justine Sky put Juju on his um on his throat. Girl, I, don't <laughs> I don't believe it, Juju. Um, on his throat, it wasn't his throat because when the shit happened, he looked at his mic. Right? Mm. That means there's some there's some effect or something with your mic. Now listen, me and Etsy, we sing. Etsy, you yes. sing, right? If you were singing and you're you started singing off key and you realized something ain't right. Where you finna look? I'm gonna look at my throat. I'm gonna turn to the band and think, oh, what you the gotta, band doing? You gotta look at them niggas doing the sounds. Also, yeah, sound who's doing check. the sound? Yeah. I ain't looking at the mic. So that's how you know these dudes are used to the mic helping them. The mic the has auto-tune. some kind of effect, yeah, the to auto-tune. help them. Cause he ain't, he ain't go, uh-uh-uh. he ain't do this to his throat. He ain't put his hand. He looked at the mic like, bitch, it's your fault. Are the so, boys, are the boys replacing sound check with auto tune? I think a lot of them are using the effect. So I talked to some people on Twitter about this. And some of these, uh, I don't know if they're youngins or whatever, was telling me that most artists put some auto-tune on the mic. It's Oof. it's customary. The music industry does that now. Oof. Whitney rolling in her grave, chef. Oh. <laughs> Aretha is like beautiful gowns. <laughs> beautiful suits. <laughs> That's what we're doing. So everyone on Twitter was trying to like stand up for Giveon saying no it wasn't his fault it was the engineer fault for changing the key of the mic yes he, that's what I seen but why I'm does like, the mic have a key that's what I'm saying like, the key like, should be in your heart and in your ears you should have already been uh, sorted all of this shit out and it's like my thing is if you're gonna use all of these technologies you have to make sure that you have sound check because now that, you putting some extra shit in it that you're not supposed to put so you gotta make sure you don't look stupid well right and if it's so easy to wear like in the middle of the song somebody leaned on the auto-tune button the wrong way and it flipped mm-hmm. if it's that easy to be fucked up then why are you using it or maybe the nigga ain't even, ain't even um click it to the right key he put it on one end and he made a mistake in it, <laughs> the elbow <laughs> yeah leaning on it maybe spilled a drink in the behind the scenes on it or something because it was going from what i saw it was going well until something happened so yeah. if it's that easy to be manipulated then why y'all using it yeah and then back to the verses like did you catch i don't know if someone caught it but did y'all catch when um omarion said something about the b2k records coming up and then mario said oh nah little steve sung those or some shit did you catch that oh yeah yeah yeah. um i saw that and yes so there's a guy um named steve russell who used to sing their reference tracks i don't know if he did all their reference tracks but there's a um the reference for gots to be a reference track is what you play for us an artist to show them how the song go if y'all don't know so i played it it's on instagram and youtube and uh-huh. he does sound a lot like a marion uh-huh. um which means they could have possibly put a few of his vocals in mm. It's giving J-Lo a Shanti. I mean, a lot of artists do it. Tank did it on, if you listen to the Unpredictable album, Jamie Foxx's, some of the backgrounds are um, are Tank. But we know we know Jamie can sing. It's just sometimes... Right. We already <laughs> you, know that. You beef it up. But I don't know what was going on or what vocals have been switched out. Was it the lead vocals? I, was it the lead one? I ain't about to go back and listen to no B2K records to verify <laughs> what the fuck I look like. I did listen to Gosta B and the leads sound like a Marion. The mm-hmm. backgrounds I can't be so sure about. But I don't know what other songs they might have did it on, but they ain't do it on Gosta B, I could tell you that. I, I mm. trust my ear. 
but that does add a lot of like controversy it's yeah. like well, what parts were steve and what parts were Mar- marion so yeah they don't put that doubt yeah i really like that this verse put a highlight on the niggas because they be trying to come for the girls but the girls at least could put on a motherfucking show the boys i don't know what they doing you're not putting on a show you're not coming with beautiful suits you're not singing on key the auto-tune too much on a mic where think about how much auto-tune you have to have on that mic to where it fucked up your whole shit like yeah it wasn't even a light if it's a light coat of it then if it fuck up then you can recover if you fall back on your on your training yeah yeah it fucked up his whole shit so it's like basically that if you don't got if you ain't coming with nothing visual i could just stay at home and press play on the itunes on the apple music what's the point even going to your show you're just gonna stand in one spot with some auto-tune with your shirt off Mm -hmm. anyway let's move on to some uh to this episode profit or loss we went on for a while i'm sorry guys we just we're passionate we did we had to it's something that needs to be said between that and the BT awards which shout out to Lotto she did a fantastic job with Mariah shout out to Brandy yeah um old boy was cute for bringing her out but you know how that go <laughs> um shout out to her yeah old boy shout out was to cute. Money Long they did fantastic the, the, the girls were giving it to you they were giving it yeah see everybody raving about brandy and mariah you know why because listen to their voices 90s that's I'm a different saying. time you know mm-hmm. they ain't play that shit over there Artists yeah i mean after millie vanilli happened everybody was on guard they was <laughs> like nah we gonna sing we gonna we gonna make sure we singing and they you hear the, the mic shits. is on <laughs> anyway so profit or loss um let's get into it let me start off with this cold open so um we're at William's house first off and we haven't seen William's house in a long ass time. I thought it was a two story house, but when they showed it from the outside, it looked like, um, one there's stairs in it. Yeah. I don't, you know, with TV land, I don't think they even think about things like this. Yeah. We out here thinking uh, they just like, let's put a fucking house up there. Let's show right, a house. Whatever, like, whatever, whatever stock images, stock videos we could find. Here you go. So he's having a dream in the middle of the night about Tyra Banks being his fiance too mm-hmm. and he's introducing tyra to his mama in his dream he's narrating this and chief justice william h Rehnquist, he's like uh there to officiate the wedding between william and tyra but he goes wait you can't get married to tyra because you're already married and he starts tossing and turning in bed and getting all frantic um and he wakes up screaming and realizes oh shit chief justice bill is right i'm still married to lynn but he goes back to sleep and says you know i could still have an affair with tyra banks and we get our theme so that's gonna come back because he can't get married if he's already married and he's married to lynn mm-hmm. so uh tell me about the beginning of this uh episode yes we have another scenery another setting okay season four okay money so- I know that's right. So Jemma is walking across the street. No, she's walking on the sidewalk. And then some psychic says she made the right decision. And then Jonah's like, what do you mean? The shoes? I know, right? I wanted to get another <laughs> color, but I thought this one was great. <laughs> and then the psychic is like, no, about a man in your life. It was hard to let him go, but you made the right decision. And I'm like, Joan, you better not fall for this shit. You could, you could walk up to anybody who is a grown adult and say those words, and I'm sure they can find a scenario to apply that to. Like, please don't. So this nigga got her, y'all. Yeah, you know what? These psychics be out here getting a lot of people. Mm-hmm. All you gotta do is believe. Yes. So <laughs> until people stop believing, there will be people like this that are out there trying to make some money. But this guy is played by Richard Kind. He's known for Mad About You, Curb Your Enthusiasm, you know, white comedies. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I know his face, but I don't watch those shows. Do you know yeah. him from anything else? Um, I don't know his name, but I definitely know. He's one of those white boys who like, once you see his face, you're going to be like, oh, that nigga. <laughs> yeah. One of those. So when he showed up on the screen, I was like, oh, that nigga. So mm-hmm. 
that's who he is. And um, when he says this to Joan, like he's really opening her eyes to this and she believes. So she goes home and tells the girls all about it. Uh, well, Maya and Tony. And she's like, oh, my God, he knew all this stuff about Brock. And I'm like, did he say Brock's name? Nope. We didn't see that. And Tony's like, well, what, what did he say about me? You didn't exactly come up, Tony. <laughs> well, then he's bogus. A real psychic wouldn't have missed the most important person in your life. Wait a minute. Come to think of it, he did predict that at precisely 8.43, I would be annoyed by an egomaniac. <laughs> oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. What did he tell you at 8.44 that I'd say your mama? I'm and, done. And of course, Maya don't believe none of this shit. She all about conspiracies. Would it be on brand for her to actually believe in the psychic, Maya? I think or it would have been better for them to make her be the one that believes in him. Yeah. yeah. But she's like, nah, nah, stay away from this dude. He could be a flim flam artist trying to flim and flam you. Mm-hmm. And he could be a fraud. And she's like, how much money did he ask for? 20 30 and Jones says he asked for ten dollars. Yeah, that's how they they start out small, right? Mm-hmm. To gain and then your trust. they get you bigger. I know someone who has sent these motherfuckers like thousands of dollars over a certain amount of time, especially when they're in a different country. Oh, like the psychic would be in a different country. Yes, yes. And Maya said something that I was thinking when I well, first watched this episode. She goes. He could have heard one of the girls say her name, and that's how he knew her name, because they walk by that block all the time. Yeah. When I first watched it a long time ago, I was like, how would he know her name? But that went, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Stop yelling everybody's name out in the street, y'all. Stop doing that. <laughs> hey, y'all, so-and-so, like, can you calm down and send a text or something? Why you gotta <laughs> yell my name? that's how the, that's how the con artists get you so yeah jones giving the story a little too much power she's like he knew things about me and brock and he has special superpowers i'm like yeah he could say the same thing to 10 10 women on the street every day and five of them believe him i'm telling you he can even say it to men and then them niggas would you be made like, the right decision <laughs> you made the right decision like that could be about anything, bitch. That could be about the breakfast that I wanted to eat this morning. Like, <laughs> I made the right... I knew I knew I should have gotten the bacon instead of the sausage. Well, thank you. <laughs> so, um, I'm really kind of pissed that Lynn isn't there. Because I, I would love to hear Lynn's perspective on what she thought. Yeah. I don't know why they kept her out of the story. I mean, I know she's going to be with William in a little bit. But, like, she could have been here, too. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't make sense that she wouldn't be with them, too. Yeah. Very weird. But um, Maya says, okay, Joan, let's just calm down and think. Who do we know that has special powers? She's like, oh, right, the devil. <laughs> That's That was a funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> so we move on to uh, Skia at lunch with William and Lynn. What's going on with William and Lynn? Well, William wants Lynn to sign some annulment papers because he wants to fuck with Tyra Banks in his imaginary (laughs) dreams. So she doesn't want to sign the the annulment papers because she still wants access to his insurance because you know one broke and she ain't got no no job, no insurance, no nothing. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, he can't wait. Like, Tyra don't even know you. Can you just wait till, like, you're engaged and then... (laughs) Is that too late? (laughs) I mean, that might be a little too late, but like, damn, why we got to get an annulment? I, I ain't even reaped the belef- benefits of being the wife yet. And yeah, she still got checkups to do. Can she do all her checkups? And then <laughs> exactly. And then- Let her do all her tests, her checkups, throwing a few massages in there. And then we'll call it even Steven. Yeah. I'm wondering if like couldn't. Well, I think we find out later, but Lynn could do just a power play and be like, actually, I want to get a divorce so i can get half of what you you own like your house your money your but isn't it something where you only are entitled to that much based on what the person made when y'all were married isn't that how they do the math so like because they weren't married for that long how much is she really gonna get isn't that how they do it? I've never heard of that, but 
Um, I mean, in that case, then with Tony and Todd, that would mean that Tony's not responsible for his debt because that debt was acquired before. Most of it was acquired before they got married. No, but I'm talking about, let's say if Lynn was to divorce William and you're saying that she would get half of what he has. I'm saying, wouldn't she only be entitled to half of what he made during the marriage if they were get a divorce? I never thought of it like that. I thought it was whatever he owns, he owns. Some, somebody's happened because I remember somebody who, who into this shit telling me that. And now I may be wrong, and I don't know. But ain't it some shit where they calculate it based on um how much whoever made during the time that they were married? Like five years, ten years, whatever. Tap in legal Twitter. Yes, legal legal divorce lawyer Twitter. Yeah, let us know. Actually, there's probably a TikTok about this. We could, you know, TikTok got everything. It'll teach you whatever you need to know. But uh, I'm telling you, in less than three minutes flat. <laughs> So he's trying to get her to sign these annulment papers and Lynn is dragging her feet because she won all these uh, insurance benefits. She got some wisdom teeth that need extracting, so she don't want to sign them yet. She got some turf toe and a, and a wart. So he starts doing this whole pity party. Look at my life. Yvonne, Monica, and Sharon. One disaster after the next. You know what? Stay married to me. Abuse my insurance. What difference does it make? It's hopeless. I'm destined to be alone. Actually, you got a wife right in front of you. Like, what the fuck? You definitely do have a wife. You're not alone. Yep. But Lynn's like, there you go, William. That's the spirit. Putting things in perspective. So that's that's what's going on with Lynn and William. So next we see the crew outside. Joan, Tony, and William. They look like they're coming from uh, lunch or something. Mm-hmm. Tony's looking great. Tony is giving like 90s realness with the white, I mean, early 2000s realness with the white on white on white. She looked like Mary J. Blige. Child. I know that's right. No more hateration as dance soiree. Yes. Hateration, <laughs> holleration. It's only gonna be about a minute. It's given very much that. The hair from, from top to bottom. The shades. With the turtleneck and then the thing on, come on, the blaze. <laughs> She was getting it. She was getting it. Super cute. Super cute. They could have fixed Joan's hair a little bit. It's looking real frizzy, right? The yeah, they could have brushed it. Whoever's on set, there's a person that walks around that's supposed to, um, in between takes, brush it down, pat it down, whatever, spray it. So I don't know where they were, but they were there for Tony or Jill. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, Joan had on black on black on black. It was given funeral. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> So um, they're walking down the street, um, serving, and uh, Joan wants to go look for the guy with the visions. So, because uh, Tony wanted to see this dude for him for herself. Mm-hmm. Joan's like, "Bitch, I don't know what his regular office hours are." Mm-hmm. So Tony's like, "Maybe if I do some snaps and some claps, <laughs> maybe he'll appear." Maybe I just need to just summon him up. Huh? Oh, witch! Present yourself. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and nothing nothing happens actually something does happen they see brock and is brock <laughs> the witch Ooh, bitch. So the lord said um ask and you shall receive when you call on something right you ever you ever <laughs> you ever say lord remove all my enemies from my life and then the friends just start dropping like fr- flies that's what mm. it is they was calling on the witch the witch is brock the Lord is trying to tell you. That's Damn. the ancestors. Come on. Yo, I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of that shit. Because she said, she's like, damn, nothing happened. But I did bring Brock. Oh, shit. That was what happened, Tony. Now, listen to this. Listen to this, though. Listen, listen, listen. Here's another theory. Check this out. Check this out. What if the witch is Brock's niece? <gasps> Yes, she's there to remind you, Joan. She's there to remind you that you you can't you can't fuck with this nigga again. Cash at me. <laughs> so when I saw Brock, I forgot he had a kid with him. I didn't even know Brock was gonna appear anymore. I I yeah. knew he was gonna appear later on. He, spoiler alert: he shows up like in season five or something. So Joan sees Brock. Brock don't see her right off. Mm-hmm. I would have turned around. First, you turn around because he can't. He he probably won't recognize you from the back. Maybe he will. <laughs> but 
shit, I would I would have walked in the other direction and left. Mm-hmm. But she walks right over to him, and they just broke up. Like what? What? What is it yeah. for me? It's like if I see an ex, I'm act like I don't know that nigga and go the other way. I don't know if it's just me, but like y'all be I've really doing like I've done it before. Yeah, they, and they know I saw them. I don't give a oh, fuck. Oh yeah, we know we saw each other, but we don't. We're not stopping. Mm-mm. I'm getting on the train. So I'm like, what is your reason for saying hi? Where's that? conversation gonna go where can it go and he got his niece with him so you see a little girl with him maybe she curious who the little girl is is that a oops baby or something Mm -hmm. Hmm. very weird at first i was about to be like what i was thinking was maybe they wanted to add something a little spice to it when i first seen it i was like wait is that a baby that he didn't know he had and he's gonna introduce the baby as oh hey joan i have something to tell you this is my child yo that would have been a nice that that's something they would have did in the finale or some shit yeah that's if i even want to see brock again i really don't so you can keep it as his niece like i don't then you gotta dive into that Mm -mm. oh that would have been a good storyline like that's some like insecure i'm telling you y'all look y'all looking for um for writers at se row i'll be telling (laughs) y'all y'all be playing i tell y'all twitter instagram check her out (laughs) so she walks up to him and goes hey and he goes hey joan and she's like oh who's this my beautiful niece katie katie this is joan can you imagine if the little girl goes nah i'm your daughter niece daddy you play too much (laughs) you know when people try to like tell their kids to lie but they haven't learned that yet Mm-hmm. <laughs> like damn shut the fuck up anyway so they do the how are you thing and uh he goes not over you mm. she's like brock mm. he's like i know i know and so the little girl get restless she's like bitch we got things to do what's going on like we're going to get ice cream what we doing uncle brock what we doing right. fao so um they wrap it up and he says nice seeing you joan and she says you too. That's real drama, drama e. It's definitely giving soap opera. Nice to see you. The writers was on something when they wrote this shit. It's they was like, like I mean, y'all was trying something, bringing that little girl. So next, we check in with William. He is uh, going to his car, and the psychic looks over to him and says, uh, "She's right in front of you." He's like, "What?" Mm. He's like, "The woman you seek is right in front of you." Mm-hmm. he's like how do you know about what i seek he's like i know a great many things and that's the end of the scene it's just him looking all pensive like huh so at the house with joan maya and tony joan's on the couch telling the girls i still love him and he mm-hmm. still loves me anyone can see it okay that ain't the point we ain't saying y'all didn't love each other yeah y'all just wanted different things in life you can love each other and still not be compatible joan you know this mm-hmm. So, um, by the way, <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe I added this to my notes, but I have to say it. I know I'm not the only basketball fan that listen. I know there's some out there that's listening to this show. If you look at the scene where Joan's sitting on her couch, right over her right shoulder, there's a picture of Joan as a kid. Well, I guess it's Tracy doing this, doing the night night. Mm-hmm. You know, do you know this? What's, what's, what's the significance with that? So Steph Curry started doing that at basketball games recently. If y'all have been watching the finals, when he when he shoots the shot and it's like the, the game winning shot, it's the dagger. Mm-hmm. He'll he'll do the it's called the night night. Right. He's putting the other team to sleep. Right. And a lot of player, a lot of other players are doing it now. WNBA players. I think I saw a tennis player do it. Other sports are doing it, too. So I thought that was really funny. Um, I'm going to put a side by side on Twitter of all of his night nights it's the new dab anyway back to the show initially joan was uh okay about her decision about brock because some guy on the street said you made the right decision now she questioning it and maya's like well you should get back with him you should always do the opposite of whatever the devil tells you to do like when you wouldn't let me go work for william at first and the devil told me to kill you well i did the opposite and i didn't kill him well you see how great that's worked out <laughs> And Joan's like, you know what, guys? Maybe it's just enough to be married with no kids. And I'm like, oh, light bulb. 
I don't know, because I feel like kids is something that Joan has wanted for a very long time, and I don't want her to get into this situation with Brock and then develop animosity towards him because she thought that she would accept something that she really doesn't want. And it's her life, and it's she should have the kids that she wants, and the marriage, and, and whatever, you know? Yeah, that's the hard thing about this. You can't predict how you're going to feel in 10 years. You can't go... Well, you know, maybe in a few years I won't care about kids. You can't predict that. So you got to go on what you feel right now, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like, that's the hard part about this. So she said, you know, Brock always said that we would have kids in our life. And you should have seen him with his niece today. The only thing missing was me. I was like, damn, that's poetic. Yeah, but Joan, you don't want to be the auntie. Which, shout out to the rich aunties. Um... (laughs) You want to be the mom that the auntie drops off the kid to once the auntie's tired of the kid. Yeah, you can't even... And even if you have these, you know, nieces and nephews, you can't really, like, tell them what to do like that. Like, you can't imprint on their lives the way you could a kid, like your own kid, you know? Yeah, so if that's so something different. that you want... Right. So if that's something that you want, you can't compromise on that, Joan. The fuck? Yeah. So Tony goes... And gets the phone and hands it to Joan and says, call Brock. Call him. And she calls him. Baby, you the man, cause I put it on me. Call me, ooh, when you need me. Tweet? Yes. Remember when she goes, oh, I was singing Erykah Badu. Call him. Oh, well, that's it. him, come on, help you. Come on, come on, come on. Y'all know. Y'all know what time it is. Yeah, yeah. So she calls Brock. And uh, she says, hey. I was uh, wondering if you wanted to go to lunch. Um, call me. I was like, damn, she's pulling Alicia Keys. She's, you know, I look a lot different outside my work clothes. So what you do? Uh. I work. <laughs> Wednesday? Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> We're back with William and Lynn at Blue Bar. And I put here, it's crazy that Lynn's not there with the story with the girls. This is, like, an important thing. Like, I would have loved to hear her stance on it. You know, she's real spiritual or whatever, whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. does she believe in the psychic? Does she think, like, the psychic goes against everything else? Because humans are not supposed to have that type of power. Or what is her stance? William, would you move? We'll, We'll never know because he keeps taking her time away from her to make her try to make her sign these papers that she don't want to sign and plus you know what's crazy don't y'all live together why do you need why are you taking her to skia and to blue bar y'all could do this at home and let lynn go hang out with the girls and help with that situation okay so williams think about what the psychic said that day and he thinks that the psychic meant lynn's right in front of him well william says you know maybe we got married for a reason and Len's like, damn right we did. The doctor I saw this morning removed enough wax from my ears to make a candle. <laughs> Good. Get, you know, get that stuff out of there. Good for yeah, you. I like that. Go to the doctor and get your checkup, your blood work, all that stuff. You fill, fill up your prescriptions. You know, you got to use mm-hmm. that shit. We ain't got a job. So. <laughs> yeah. Get it done. So while William is trying to tell the story about the psychic who predicted what he thinks to be Lynn as the girl, Lynn notices she got something in her teeth and she's sucking it out. And it's a gross sound. Mm -hmm. And it's so gross. In fact, it's distracting him from telling the story. And he gets so grossed out. He realizes Lynn's not the one. Next scene. Jones at the doctor getting her checkup. And her doctor is played by actress CCH Pounder. Do you know CCH Pounder? Yes, yes. She's she's another one of those women where you're like, oh, her. <laughs> yes. That's We're what I did. Aware. I did the Leonardo DiCaprio point. Uh-huh. Yes, CCH Pounder. I know her mostly from the Law & Order universe. She plays uh, defense attorneys on that show. She's um, also in a few horror movies. Was she in that movie with um called Esther? Was she in that one? That was a good one. Oh shit. The one with the with the little kid. Oh, it's called Orphan. Oh shit. My bad. Shout out to them. But that was a good she one. Was. Orphan. She plays she plays the orphanage person, right? Yeah, that was her. Yeah. You bring it back my memories. 
Orphan was a good movie. If y'all not scary as hell, go go, go check that out. Shout yeah. out to her. She did a good job. You better go, girl. She's one of those character actors. She's in The Shield, and she does a lot of voice acting. She's also in the next three Avatar movies, so... Huh. Okay! <laughs> Making that paper! You better go be booked and busy with your bad self. Those movies are coming out, all three of them, over the next five years, so... She already got her jobs lined up. Fuck that. I know that's right. So, um, she's playing the doctor here, and she's uh, checking Joan's breast for lumps. And um, she asked about her birth control, and considering her current method of not getting any, she doesn't know if she still needs it. But Joan tells the doctor, I think I'll be getting back together with my ex. And I'm like, Joan, here we go again. She, she says that doctor says baby girl you're 32 if you want kids you're gonna have to start in a few years and Joan is like I'll have time I'm only 32 and then she's like she's pretty much saying that everybody is different so some women yeah. are fine having kids at late 30s 40s whatever some women have issues once they hit 35 I know that some women I've met and known women without putting them on blast shout out to y'all who have four kids in their 40s, 41, 42, and it's been fine. But then there's women who are like 28 and they're like, oh my God, I don't know. Yeah. So it it really does depend And not everybody on the has money for the IVF stuff. So, it, you know, yes. sometimes yes. they'll be like, oh, we get the IVF, but IVF meds are very expensive and a lot of times not covered by your insurance. I used to work at a pharmacy, uh, IVF pharmacy. So I know some things. Oh, yes. It's just so interesting. So IVF isn't covered, but yet Roe versus... Oh, okay. Forget it. Yeah. How is that? How is that? I didn't, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. So, oh, girl, she's yeah. actually putting her into game. Like, do you want kids? And it's so funny because I don't know if the doctor even knows about Brock not having kids. Maybe she does. Maybe she doesn't. But I think that's oh, her trying to that. nudge. Yeah. Like, okay, bitch, if you want kids and he doesn't, don't go back with him. I think that's what would have been her stance. That's a good because she says, oh, I'm getting back with my ex. And she's like, oh, good. Mm. I'm like, oh, y'all talked about this earlier or something? Mm-hmm. That's what made me think. And I think the doctor probably said, oh, good, like, a, oh, you got him to change his mind? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, girl, good. Then go ahead, do your thing. Huh. She says to Joan, if you want to have kids, it's time to start on the path to getting pregnant in the next few years. And Joan looks like, huh. And we move on to the next scene. Mm-hmm. So then we see William and Maya walking down the street. And she's like, wait, so the psychic told you to get with Lynn? And she's like, that's fucking crazy. So they see the guy. They see the, the psychic. I'm loving Maya's outfit here, though. Did you notice his outfit? Did you look at everything? I like that. Mm-hmm. And she had on some skinnies. I'm like, in 2003? Yeah, a little bit before her time. She knew something we didn't. Okay, Maya. Oh, okay, <laughs> dressing costume over there. Yeah, wardrobe department. Okay. Yeah. The knee-high boots. Very nice outfit. So she sees a dude and she's like, You're the one going around telling people all kinds of bull they don't need to be hearing. <laughs> You're full of a great deal of negativity. Oh, hell no. See what I'm saying? Excuse me. What? Okay. Hmm. And she finds that offensive. Mm. So William tries to step in, give him a piece of his mind. You, sir, are a charlatan, a mountebank, a scoundrel, and a knave. <laughs> Sorry I had to use that harsh language on you. But you hurt me. What the fuck's a mountebank? I have no idea what the hell that shit is supposed to be. It's giving something white. I don't know. <laughs> but I guess the, the psychic don't know what it is either because he don't even react. The psychic goes back over to Maya and says, what you bitching about? And she's like, oh, well, don't you know, Mr. Devil Psychic Man? I was like, shit, that's actually smart. Mm-hmm. Since you're so psychic, you should already know the fuck yeah so william threatens to report him to the psychic hotline and register a complaint the psychic's like i didn't send you to lynn i told you she's right in front of you and he goes what i meant was and he looks across the street and he points mm -hmm. and he goes she's right in front of you mm. and who the fuck is it getting in the way <laughs> of what i'm feeling Ooh, 
Miss Living my life like it's golden. Living my Miss Jill Scott herself. The legendary. Jilly from Philly. It's Jilly from Philly. JL. JL. For Jace. Welcome to Girlfriends. I was about to ask you, what's your favorite JL song? Those two. Okay. I like, uh, you know, Golden is a vibe. Golden is a big vibe. Um, I like uh, He Loves Me. Mm-hmm. You know that song? Yeah, those two. So William sees JL. She has a name, but he hasn't. she hasn't said it yet. No. She don't say it. So we're going to call her Jill until further notice. Mm-hmm. So William runs across the street after her, and Maya's still not convinced. And she's like, damn, there you go, making shit up. And he says to Maya... In 30 years, don't get on the hovercraft. And Maya's like, oh my God, thank you. I'm thinking, when we get on hovercrafts? When is happening? Like another 10 years, right? According to this? According um, to the psychic? Yeah, something like that. I want a hoverboard. Apparently, we were supposed to get those, according to Back to the Future, the movies. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to have those by 2015. Yeah, that ain't happening. It was cat. And I don't mean these these dumb hoverboards that roll on the ground that these kids be having. No, I nah, want the ones that, that lift up shit. off the ground. Yes, the float. ones that if y'all y'all have been on vacation, the ones that are similar to the to the water shit. Oh, in the water. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the ones that are similar to that, but you floating on the see. on the sidewalk like a couple feet off the air, mm-hmm. off the ground, off the ground. Mm. So she's on the she's sitting there at the bus stop, and Williams like hi do you mind if I sit here? And she's like, sure. But she looks annoyed. She don't look happy about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Williams is sitting there being loud as fuck in her ear while she's trying to read a book. Mm. And so um, he kind of sits there for a little bit and then he goes, I'm William. <laughs> and I love the way he says it. I don't know. Like a child? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm William. <laughs> it's cute. Golly gee. <laughs> I can't with him. And she's like, I don't talk to strangers. What would you do if you was Jilly? I'd be like, um, hi, why are you talking like a child? It'd kind of be like, are you okay? You don't know if this is a crazy person. I don't know. So, you know, if it was 2022, I put my earbuds in. Yes. But back in the day, people wasn't moving with CD players like that. <laughs> they definitely were. No. Maybe the kids was. I don't know. Yeah, a book is definitely a bit more realistic for a person of that age, like an, a, an adult adult. But them niggas used to have their CD players too with the um with the CD with the 25 songs on it. Your own cute little playlist or whatever. 25? You used to fit 25 on them? Yeah, it, at Best Buy, there was some that had 25. It cost a little more, but you know, it was oh, worth shit. it. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah, mine used to fit a good 18 to 20. But iPods were, were just coming out. They mm. were they were relatively new. They came out like, oof, a 102. I'm sure but I know they were not expensive. Yeah. If you had an iPod and then you had them white headphones, you was getting robbed. I'm sorry. That's just <laughs> what it was. <laughs> Yo. You had to replace the headphones. <laughs> so, since she don't got no headphones... She tried moving seats, but <laughs> that don't work. And she's like, you know, I don't talk to strangers. And William says, well, the only way for someone to not be a stranger is to get to know them. And I'm like, listen, William, do you see this woman's demeanor? Mm, she not with the shits. Read the room, William. You see, she don't. She ain't interested. Yeah, I don't like when guys do that. They try to talk to you and you're like, no, I'm good. Like, there is nothing on me that is telling me I'm interested in you. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, and it's like... I blame these fucking romantic comedies and shit. Mm. Mm. <laughs> these shows that tell you, oh, just keep trying. Break her down. Dust yourself off and try again. Shout out to Aaliyah. But oh, no. yeah. Aaliyah did promote that shit. She did say that. <laughs> Dang, Aaliyah, now look. Now look what people doing. Not baby girl. That sounded cute in the late 90s, early 2000s, but now people stalkers. Yeah. Back, back then when you could... um just have somebody out of your life real quick now niggas got you the ig and then they be trying to stalk Mm-mm. they clone your phone they spoof your phones your friends phones Mm-mm. when you block their number they'll find a number mm. they'll find a <laughs> they'll find shit a number. so shit. william's like but i'm a nice guy 
I'm like, yeah, no, like, you're not. Bro. First of all, and she's like, yeah, of course, that's what you say. You could be crazy or abusive or married. I give you my word, I am not crazy or abusive or crazy. <laughs> but mm. she gets up and gets on the bus. So back at Blue Bar, William's still trying to get Lynn to sign these papers. Which, this is getting old, talking about this story. We should have did this all the way through, but... Mm-hmm. She's still talking about getting all these benefits because of the marriage. She got glasses now? Went to the doctor to find out why my left hand's been getting all blurry. Turns out the problem isn't my left hand, it's my left eye. Isn't modern medicine amazing? That's great, but I can't be married to you anymore. What? Just because I wear glasses? Jesus, I get LASIK next week. My insurance is not going to cover LASIK. You do if you call a brain surgery? I know I'm like, go right. ahead on, girl. Get Better them glasses. Squeeze that shit till it's dry. <laughs> So uh, that's why she don't want to get a divorce. But William keeps explaining, you know, I met somebody yesterday. So these papers need to get signed so he can pursue other relationships without guilt. He's referring to the woman at the bus stop, Jill Scott. She's not interested, William. Right. He's like he met somebody. William. Y'all we meet not, people every day. You meet right, like <laughs> he making it seem like they in a relationship. Like these niggas are delusional. <laughs> Lynn's like, "What's her name?" And he's like, "Well, I didn't get her name because she freaked out, and ran away. But I intend on finding her and trying again." Sound like the beginning of a of a horror movie. That's stalker behavior. Isn't this what everybody was talking shit about Kanye because he did this with uh with Kim? With Kim. Mm-hmm. Mm. Talking about he abusive. See? Early 2000s, this shit was cute, right? Ain't cute no more. So, Lynn, uh, she's still not trying to sign a paper. She's going to get the best divorce attorney in L.A. And she says William's going down. That's right, Lynn. Get your money. So, next we're at Skia. And uh, Joan is meeting Brock for lunch. So, Joan is about to walk in. Then she stops suddenly. Then she f- sees Brock. He's chilling, sitting down, and then she pulls out her pink flip flo- phone. It looks like the baby fat one, the special edition, because you know Joe got like a money. toy. It does, but that's how them phones was looking back then, you know. <laughs> I guess. Um. So she goes, "Hi, hello," and then he goes, "You're not coming, are you?" And then she goes. No. And then he goes, Joan, it's just lunch. And she's like, no, it's not just lunch. My gynecologist told me that I have to start thinking about the future. I have to move on. Wait, your gynecologist told you not to see me. Well, she was just validating what my psychic said. So she doesn't come. And then she dips it's a weird scene but it's very well shot i like how she's standing behind him but he don't know she's back there mm-hmm. very creative it's been done a lot but i can imagine it hadn't been done that much in the early 2000s so they really thought they ate i mean they really did eat they did but, they ate but now everybody yeah. everybody doing it so we looking at it in 2022 yeah. vision like oh, okay that's cute whatever. Right. yeah so she leaves and they don't have lunch which damn I thought it was, I was like, I forgot whether they get back together or not. But damn, mm. didn't even work out. So next we see the final, final scene. It's Joan walking down the street and she's looking through the window at a store that sells baby clothes. And she's looking all pensive and longing. And then we hear the voice of Pete the psychic. Child, this psychic telling everybody you made the right choice. The woman is right in front of you. You made the right choice. He sound like them niggas who be begging for money. But they be like, Oh, shit. Can I get another? Can I? You got a dollar? Can I get a dollar? Can you spare some change? Can you spare some change? That's his version of that. <laughs> you know what's funny? Like, whenever I hear, like, when I see someone begging for change on the street and they have the same line for every single person back to back to back, my creative mind comes up and I'm like, You don't, you don't want to switch it up? Like, Right. say it a different way or like hey can I, can I get a dollar hey can I get a dollar hey can I get a dollar hey can I get a dollar Let's switch it up yeah you sound ridiculous and that makes people not want to give at that point it sound like a song <laughs> dude that's, that's the song like you about to rap you about to spit a hot 16 or something <laughs> so Joan realizes this guy's a crock of shit and she storms off in the other direction 
Mm. And that's the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. So next is the oh hell yes moment of the episode. So Etsy, what is your oh hell yes moment? I had two, but I'm only going to say one. My oh one. hell yes one is Lynn. She out here squeezing William for all he got. I know that's right. You better get your glasses prescription. You better get your <laughs> massages. You better get your checkups and your medication. I know that's right. Health comes first yeah and you know i like the way she's stretching it out to try to like i ain't gonna sign these papers because i need i still got a few more things to get mm-hmm. done Smart you woman. know so shout out to her you know because where else is she gonna get it from my oh hell yes moment is very small but it made a great impact on me when they're on the street and the, the psychic says to maya what are you bitching about and maya's like oh you don't know Mr. Devil Psychic Man. <laughs> I'm like, that's right. You, you should know. Already You're psychic. Know. Yep. Yeah, that would have been the first clue. Oh, you you ain't real. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that made me that made me go. Oh yes. <laughs> um, head on over to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. Just to let you guys know, we will be on hiatus um, for the next week and a half two weeks i guess mm-hmm. um our next episode will drop july 20th <laughs> it'll be called a comedy of eros so we'll continue on season four prepare for the back half of season four mm-hmm. so uh anything else etsy before we head off on this hiatus nope bring real artists back woohoo yeah raise the roof as we used to say back in the day (laughs) um but we gotta get back to like learning how to stay on pitch because we we practiced it and we got our ear right and we got our vocals right not because old boy in the back didn't press the button (laughs) you're live singing supposed to be live but anyway (laughs) thank you guys so much for being awesome and we'll be back july 20th to cover a comedy of arrows i'm nettie smith and i'm etsy rowe deuces